welcome to the second episode of the Warrnambool Primary School podcast called Back in Time with Jammo. Each fortnight, we catch up with an ex Warrnambool Primary School student, talking to them about their life and successes after primary school, as well as reminiscing about their favourite memories at Jammo. My name is Penny Morrow and I'm one of the co-hosts. Joining me behind the microphone is Levi Bird. G'day. This week we are catching up with Warrnambool Primary School alumni, Nick Young. Since finishing his studies, Nick has studied law, helped establish a mentoring program for regional and rural students, and most recently has received a Rhodes Scholarship at the prestigious Oxford University. Nick, we're excited to have you on. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much. I'm delighted to be here. Um, so at Jamo, which teacher encouraged you um, the most to make you who you are today? Oh, wow. I had uh, so many great teachers at Jamo. I had, uh, I remember Mr. Kennett in year four, uh, really inspired me to think more about the world. We used to have this activity where we'd look at the world map and try and pick out countries and name them and then talk about them. Uh, that was really exciting. But I think uh, probably the most formative teacher for me was Mr. Clements in year six. Uh-huh. I think he's uh, still teaching there. And yeah, he was a fantastic mentor for me. And he really got me to think about more about my future and making plans after primary school. And, uh, yeah, he was just a, a teacher who challenged me and really enabled me to pursue what I was interested in. Yeah, because he's actually the acting principal right now. Oh, awesome. Yeah, oh, so good. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. And is, was he your favourite teacher when you were at Jemma? I think so, yeah. Um, in year six, he, he was my favourite teacher. I had some awesome teachers um, throughout the time my time there, though. I had uh, Mrs Hickey in year five. Um, she was a lot of fun as well. And uh, I think um, also uh, in prep, Mrs Ferguson probably isn't there anymore. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, Mr Clemens was probably my favourite teacher. And the one I've seen the most after school as well. I'm often um, seeing him... When I come back to Waterville in the surf, I make sure to drop in on him and uh, make sure we get a few waves together. Yeah. Um, so, um, like, did you have some sort of mentor, mentor or person you looked up to to get where you are today? Absolutely. I've had so many incredible mentors to get to where I am now. And those mentors, uh, I suppose, really started when I was your age in primary school. Um, and some of them were formal and some of them were kind of more informal. I would, um, for example, on the informal side, I would often um, look at older students um, and older young people at the footy club or um, at the basketball club or um, even in school and um, just try to see what they're doing and try to copy some of their behaviours. And I was always trying to... Um, see what kind of opportunities they pursued and always try to get inspired by people who are a bit above me and who've kind of gone uh, and followed a track that I would like to pursue. So I always found it throughout my time at primary school, high school, university, and even now, incredibly beneficial to have people who have walked the path that I want to walk along. Um, and I've been just so blessed with the mentors I've had in my life because um, I couldn't have got anywhere uh, without their support and guidance. Yeah, nice one. And um, what was your favourite subject at school at Jammer? Oh, 
Yeah. At Jamo, I really enjoyed English. Um, I really enjoyed writing. Um, that was that was great fun. Yeah, yeah. I think that was um, something that I probably uh, enjoyed the most and reading. Um, but I also really enjoyed maths and, and science. I, I think I actually was just a big fan of school in general. <laughs> I, I, uh, there wasn't too much I didn't enjoy about school. And um, yeah, I really loved going. I think one time though in year six, uh, I had a really particularly difficult challenge. Mr. Clement said he asked me and a group of us uh, to go away and build a scale model of the school from cardboard and glue guns. Uh, and I remember that was just so hard, it took months. <laughs> so I didn't enjoy that so much. But um, yeah, apart from the building of the school grounds, everything else was really enjoyable. Yeah, um, that sounds good. Um, are you still friends with some of the friends you made at Jamo? Absolutely. Um, the people you made at Jamo, um, some, some of them will be lifelong friends. You know, I've got um, probably five or six really good friends who I went to school with at Jamo. And then there are other people who I don't know as well now who I'm kind of keeping in contact with from time to time who I see um, doing incredible things elsewhere in the world um, and kind of going to, uh, for example, like going to different unis or um, just doing good things in one board in the community. Um, yeah, it's really cool to see your peers just going so well and, and finding um, their own path in life. But um, yeah, I really encourage you to, to kind of take a long-term view with the friendships you have at Jamo because some of them will be your friends for life um, despite all the changes that go on. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really amazing. But um, what made you choose your career path in law? Yeah, um, that's a really good question. So I was really lucky in primary school to start getting involved in some public speaking uh, and debating, and I was really into English. And then in high school, I got to develop that further. Um, I got to do some uh, kind of programs with the United Nations Youth Australia, which is a group which teaches young people about global issues. Um, and I got really inspired about um, kind of trying to um, make the world a little bit more just and trying to reduce some of the inequalities in the world and reduce some of the problems that we face. Um, I thought law was a good way to go and try and affect that change. And because I really enjoyed English writing, debating, reading, I thought it was a pretty natural choice to go and pursue that. So that kind of led me down the path of pursuing law. And um, from there, I've kind of gotten narrower in my focus and particularly focus on climate change and how we can accelerate our responses to climate change through changes in the law and reminding people who emit a lot of greenhouse gases that they have liability if they emit too much and don't consider what they're doing to the climate. Wow, wow. Um, but when, when you were younger, did you want to do the same thing that you're doing right now? Like if you were say in year two and three like what did you want to do then not at all and i think this is really important i think no one at primary school honestly knows what they want to do and i know people ask you all the time what do you want to do when you grow up but it's quite a flawed question because no one who is in year two or three or year six or even i think it really at my age knows honestly what they want to do uh, as they grow up for the rest of their life because we'll have careers which change over time so dramatically and our interests will change and our experiences 
will be diverse and there'll be opportunities which arise which we never expected. So definitely I didn't understand what I would be doing uh, later down the track and I'm still kind of muddling my, my, my way through life. So I think uh, it's all a process of learning and just pursuing opportunities as they arrive and just trying to improve yourself and have fun and do interesting things. Yeah, that's um, interesting. I can't make up my mind either. Me too. Don't stress about it. <laughs> I've heard you got a Rhodes Scholarship. Um, what did that involve? And like, how did what did you have to do to get it? Yeah, sure. So, the Rhodes Scholarship is one of the oldest scholarships in the world, and basically, it's a scholarship to go to Oxford University to study for two years. And I applied last year. And basically that entails writing a thousand word statement about who you are, what you want to do, why you want to go to Oxford and what you'll do afterwards. And uh, that was a really beneficial thing for me to write because it clarified my own vision for what I wanted to do. And uh, I also had to have the support of five referees. So I had to get five people to write letters uh, in support of the application, which goes back to the, the mentoring we talked about earlier how important it is to have good mentors because I was lucky enough to draw upon those mentoring networks uh, for that. And then I had multiple interviews. So I had a, a cocktail night over Zoom. It was all over Zoom, of course, because of COVID. Um, so it was quite a bit different to normal. So I had a cocktail night over Zoom and then I had an uh, a interview. Then I got through the next interview in the Victorian round. Unfortunately, I didn't get the Victorian scholarship. I went through the national round, more cocktail events, then more interviews. And finally, after all of that, I was lucky enough to get one of the nine scholarships um, that Australia has each year. So I'll be going over in September uh, to study a master's in law and finance and specialising in that climate change issue. Wow, that's like that's really fascinating. How did you feel when you were told that you'd received the scholarship? I was just completely gobsmacked. It felt and still does feel largely very surreal. So and just nine people. Like, yeah, exactly. It's um, yeah, it's quite overwhelming, and I think um, I'm incredibly privileged because of it. And I think because of that privilege, I then have an enormous responsibility to do uh, good in the world and try to change things um, for the better as much as I can, um, and really put my community and you know the global community. Um, in my kind of like, I suppose, um, or hold them up to, um, or hold up those communities as I like, think about my career and what I want to do with my life. I really want to ensure that I give back as much as I receive because I've received so much. Yeah, that's um, that's cool. And um, what do you hope to get out of all the Rhodes Scholarship and the um, the law um, when you're finished? Yeah, so it's a really good question. Um, I think, first of all, I hope to just learn a lot. <laughs> learn a lot about my particular course areas. Uh, learn a lot about climate change risks and the law. Um, and make great friends and great networks um, overseas and understand more about how I can use um, my time to be effective in making change to try and prevent climate change and protect our environment. And ultimately, I want to be a lawyer who's capable of advising big businesses and governments on the legal and financial consequences of not acting on climate change fast enough to try and encourage people to really take it seriously. Uh, so that's my kind of longer term career ambition. Um, but I'm sure there'll be plenty of um, 
potential side alleys and alternative paths to pursue as well if um, something um, more impactful comes along. Yeah, um, climate change is pretty serious, but um, yeah. what piece of advice would you give to JAMO students today? Wow. I would say enjoy your time in primary school and really try and enjoy the learning and appreciate that the learning doesn't stop after you finish primary school or high school or university. In fact, what you're doing right now is really learning how to learn. You're going to be learning for your entire life. And the better you can learn, the better you'll be set up to the opportunities that present themselves. So try and enjoy learning. Um, it's a really beautiful thing. And once you get into the workforce, I'm sure you'll, you'll look back on these days of learning as a really valuable time, something that was a lot of fun. Uh, so do that. But also, um, as I mentioned earlier, try to make the most of the friendships and relationships that you have, uh, because some of these friendships will be lifelong. It's important to value people you're sharing your time with. And um, I suppose then lastly, pursue mentors and, and try and learn from people who are older than you and who walk a path that you might want to walk in the future because there's so much to be learned there. Even if you don't necessarily speak to that person, just having someone or a kind of tribe of people who you look to as mentors and try to copy their behaviours and learn from, I think is a really powerful thing and it can really be helpful for you as you think about the next steps in your own life. Thanks for coming in. It's been really great listening to you. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Just a delight to speak to you guys. Thank you for listening to episode two. We hope you enjoyed it. Our next episode will be in a fortnight's time. Who will be the next Jambo alumni behind the microphone? See you next time. Bye. Promise me I'll be